I'm Victoria, and this podcast is all about running, marathon training, and run coaching. It is packed with useful tips to help you grow as a runner. I am a 13-time Boston qualifier and mom of two who started running as an adult. I learned a lot on my journey, and in 2014, I launched an online run coaching business to help other runners. Now, we employ several run coaches and are one of the largest online run coaching companies. We teach you the secrets to reaching your potential in the sport of running. We give real talk discussing personal stories of injuries, setbacks, and PRs. Think of this as a conversation with serial marathoners who share the lessons that we learned along the way. This is the Run for PRs podcast. Mental training, how to get the extra edge. A lot of people understand that physical training is an important part of running, but what about the mental side of training? Your mind is in control of your body. Your body will only achieve what the mind allows it to. Mental training is everything when it comes to reaching your potential in the sport of running. Working on getting that extra edge in mental training can help transform how you perform. We're going to be talking about the pressure athletes sometimes put on themselves and how to break through mental barriers that may be holding you back. Last year, we launched our Commit 60 program, which is a nine-week mental training workbook that goes over this in great detail. We highly recommend checking that out if you want to get extra content and the extra edge on your mental training this year. So today, we're going to talk about three main things that pop up when we are talking about mental training that's really common in runners the first being fighting negative thoughts while on training runs or in workouts or on race day so fighting negative thoughts the second is limiting beliefs long term with yourself or what you think about yourself and just how you think of your own potential The third is just the mental training of doing difficult things and challenging yourself. So these three are the main topics of this podcast. And I guess we will kick things off with talking about fighting negative thoughts that pop up during training. So a lot of runners don't necessarily talk about this, but I think we all experience those negative thoughts from time to time. So Jason, do you think that some people maybe experience this more than others? Do you get a lot of negative thoughts or what are some of your ways to combat this? Yeah, I think all runners experience this at some point, right? And, um, you know, the more, the more, the longer I've been running, I've realized like you almost don't go out a single run without one negative thought, you know? And so I think that you, you get practice over time with like dismissing that and figuring out how to overcome it. Um, and for me, it's usually something around like, um, stopping early. That's a common one for me. Like, do I really want to go the full distance I set out to go? You know, most runners, they have this idea in their mind before each run of how far they want to run. Right. And so it always comes down to just like reminding myself how good I'm going to feel after and do what I feel like I kind of cheated myself if I allow myself to stop early. And then that's usually a way for me to just overcome that thought. Um, and some of the other ways I maybe overcome that thought would just be 
shifting focus onto something else, right? So I might think about like, what am I going to do later in the day or try to find like a podcast or something to tune, tune it out. And so I think it's totally normal, um, you know, especially for someone like myself who had many, many years of running with people. And so a lot of times when you're running with people, you're engaging in conversation mm. and you may not be aware of like these thoughts oh, as they come to mind. Yeah. So then when it became, you know, when I, as I got older and I did a lot more training on my own, <laughs> that's really where I had that had time to really reflect on these thoughts. And so I was noticing them more. And so, um, you know, I think there's something to be said about just like your preference. So maybe like the weather's not good or it's not as warm as you prefer or as cool as you prefer or the route's not as flat as you prefer. And so, I mean, there's all of these things, right, that we, that we think about that could, like, make our run better. And I think it's just about, like, how we frame it up and how we, you know, teach our mind to overcome it and just move on. Yeah. You know, as you were talking, I was like, when we first started this podcast, I'm like, I, I just don't have any examples for this fighting negative thoughts. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I actually do get a lot of these. But I think just over time, I've developed this like mechanism that as soon as I hear this negative thought, so whether it's, oh, this is dumb, why are you out here? Or, oh, you feel really sore today, like you should just take a day off or you should just you should just stop running altogether, like what's the point? And you just get these weird thoughts and they can spiral pretty quickly if you start listening to them. Um, so what I like to do if I hear anything like that happening, I mean, obviously sometimes you don't catch it the first time, like it might take you a, like a minute or two to be like, oh, I'm having a lot of negative thoughts and just recognizing that I'm having thoughts, right? And and not like judging them or judging yourself, just saying like, I wonder why, you know, I'm thinking this way. And sometimes if you just allow yourself to like lean into, huh, I wonder if is this thought like real or not, right? Um, just thinking about like, okay, what do I need to be doing besides running right now, right? So sometimes like what you're saying, cutting the run short, I get that a lot too. Like, mm-hmm you'll be two, three miles into like an eight mile run and it'll be like, oh, what's the point? Like, it's just an easy run. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, you get these thoughts and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder like, why do I, why am I saying that? And I'll be like, oh, it's because you just kind of don't feel great today and your body's like telling you to stop, right? Right. Um, And so then I just say, okay, like, well, how bad do you feel, right? Like, do you actually feel bad? And just kind of dissecting, like, is this reality of what, is actually happening right because otherwise these thoughts can kind of get out of control um so i try not to judge the thoughts when they come up and then i also try to just kind of let them um just be there and then sometimes dive in deeper like why am i having this thought right or sometimes like you were saying you like to cut it short or you get that thought a lot i'll maybe be having that thought because okay, I'm going to have a busy work day and I'm trying to like get ahead of it. And I'm like, well, that has nothing to do with my running. That has to do with my work day. And so I'm like, it's cutting my run short. Isn't necessarily going to give me, you know, more time to work. It might actually stress me out more because I dedicated this time for running. Right. And so sometimes it's just other things that are popping up that aren't even related to running that are is why you're right. having some of these thoughts and that example you know you get to the end of the day and if you did cut your run short let's see you only went mm-hmm. three or four miles and you had a stressful day you're going to remember <laughs> that oh i only did three or four miles but if you did the six or seven you intended to do um at the end of the day you're at least going to have that to look at as a positive so you're going to be like oh well at least i got my run in i did go the full distance so there's always that and another very common one that came to mind for me was 
um, the negative thoughts that come to mind during a workout. And mm. so especially like after your first uh, rep of a workout. So maybe you're doing 400s or maybe it's a one minute fart lick or a mile repeat, whatever it is, right? So you get that first split, you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so much slower than I wanted it to be or it felt way harder than it should have to be at that pace. And so it's like, how do you overcome that? And how do you like dismiss that and like assure yourself like it's it's okay, it's not a big deal, you know? Like, cause I've done that so many times, like maybe it's been two weeks since I did a workout. And so I'm just gonna do a little fart lick today. And I think for me, the best thing is to not put like a time pressure on, on myself for a workout, just kind of go off effort. But even then I still get that thought of, well, that was, that was only like 550 pace. It feels, it felt like it was faster, you know, it's a little slow. And so right. um, figuring out like, you know, maybe why it was a little bit slow. Maybe it's because it's your first rep and you weren't warmed up enough. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because it was slightly uphill or into the wind or, you know, so many factors. And then uh, just reminding yourself, like, just because the first one was that pace doesn't mean right. that the rest are going to be the same. And so uh, just sort of like looking ahead, I guess, to the next mile or the next rep. And that's something that I've learned to do over time with running and even with like races, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a bad race, uh, you look ahead to the next one. So you learn from it. Um, you know, and so that's, that's just how you, I think have to be, you have to have that mindset of like, uh, looking for a silver lining or at least figuring out like how to be better, um, for the next one. Yeah. That brings up a lot of really good points. And I think before a lot of races, you know, you do a warm up, and sometimes you're like, Oh, I feel awful. And you get these negative thoughts that can creep up. And a lot of the times when I stop to pause and say, Oh, that's interesting like why why are you making such a catastrophe over how you felt on the warm-up right because before a race if you feel bad on a warm-up your thoughts can go south pretty fast like oh wow like your easy pace felt like marathon pace like you're not gonna be able to hit your 5k time like it just it starts to go crazy and so I always will pause and be like why are you so worried about this race right so I think like oh am I am I putting too much pressure on this outcome of this race like then I run myself through the scenarios of okay like let's say you don't run your goal or let's say you run like terrible at this race like like your easy pace for a 5k like what would happen and then I'm just like oh no, that's not like the end of the world like nothing terrible would happen it would almost be funny um and you live to run another day right but it's just we sometimes get so worried about like these outcomes right or let's say we do a workout and the first rep like our effort just doesn't match what we thought right so we're doing maybe like one minute intervals and we haven't done speed in a while and we're looking down at our watch and running a lot slower than we thought it can be really easy to start to have those negative thoughts but it's really important to remember there's a lot of things that go into that first rep or that go into that warm-up before the race so your body's getting warmed up at the beginning right um you could just be having a little bit of an off day And sometimes when we put so much pressure on what's going on in the current moment, we get into this state of like anxiety and it can cause us to perform even worse. And so what we definitely don't want to do is go down these negative spirals. We just want to remain very calm and neutral because when you're in that calm, neutral state, you're actually going to be able to perform better than if you're kind of panicky and really anxious. Um, So I just think trying to make things more neutral is always good. I'm not saying that you have to change things to positive, but recognizing kind of what is coming up. So for me, sometimes I will have, oh, it's a little bit of anxiety or like I have a lot of fear, like, oh, what if I don't hit my paces? 
And just wondering like, where does that fear come from? Dissecting that emotion a little bit allows me to kind of let the feelings pass and not start the catastrophe process. Yeah, you know, in that example too about like the first rep being hard and you know, at that point you would need to figure out how to flip that into like a neutral or a positive or, you know, readjust what your what your mind's gonna be focused on for that workout. And so it might just be like, well, I'm gonna just try to run consistent today then or I'm still gonna, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna finish my last one the fastest, that sort of thing. And so if you're committed to that mindset, I think that's gonna help you overcome those those negative thoughts and keep your mind more focused, you know, better in more in a neutral state. Um, and then I've learned too over the years, actually I learned this back in high school when I, I felt so awful one day on a warm up before a section meet as a senior and I mm-hmm. thought I was going to have like the worst race of my life just because I felt ill and looking ahead now or looking back now, I think I was probably just really nervous. Um, I had run, I had run, um, like 1622 on a 5k the week before on the same course. And so a week later, you know, the warm up went, cra- went really bad and I was just like, there's no way I'm going to even hit that time. And. Um, you know, I'm not really expected to place as high here and whatnot. And so um, I ended up finding myself running 20 seconds faster that day. And mm. ever since that, that race, I've learned that like, no matter how you feel on a warm up, that is not necessarily going to be indicative of the outcome of the race. And so mm-hmm. when that gun goes off, sometimes like the nerves disappear. And I think that's the first time I realized like, you know, I actually found it somewhat relaxing once I got into the race and I was mm-hmm. able to just kind of like dial in and focus on like my effort keeping my body relaxed and I think that sort of transferred into college for me um, because you know I would get pretty nervous and I think it's normal to get nervous before a race many adults get really nervous I know before like marathons and everything and so um, I think it helps to visualize during your workouts um, how you want to feel in your race and I think that can help you kind of overcome negative thoughts as they arise. Yeah that brought up a really good point about how you felt really bad on a warm-up and so just through my experience as a runner, I mean, running hundreds of races, I do feel like the races where I don't feel great on the warm up or I don't feel great the first mile usually end up being better performances for me for some reason. Whereas I've had other races where it's like I feel great on the warm up, like feel great the first mile of a race, have a terrible race, right? So some of my worst races, I felt good the first mile and so I just think having that experience and like leaning on that can help and maybe let's say you don't have the same experience but hearing someone else's experience of like oh you know actually before all of my best races I don't feel great on the warm-up it can just be reassuring to know like okay that can actually be a reality right? right sometimes we have these beliefs where we think we have to feel good at the beginning in order to feel really good at the end even my PR at Boston this past year, I felt terrible. Like the first 10K of a race, I was like, I don't, wow, this is not, I don't ever feel, I've never felt like this during the first couple miles of a marathon. And it wasn't, I didn't feel terrible. I should just say I didn't feel good, right? And the first 10K is pretty much downhill. And so I just was like, well, I'm not feeling great today. So whatever happens, happens. And I just kind of was like, whatever, I could relax after that. And I was still able to run a PR on that course. And it was a pretty, um, pretty tough course on like a warmer day, which was kind of ironic because in the past I've had other marathons where like, I feel great the first 10 K and I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to crush it. And then you go and you run, you know, mile 22 comes along and you're barely, you know, going your easy pace. And so that just goes to show that the marathons are really long distance and just how you feel the first mile, it doesn't necessarily sound indicative of how you're going to feel 
um, at the end of the race by any means. Same with the warm up for like a 5K. Just because you feel a certain way, you know, on your warm up or the first 800 meters of the race does not mean you're going to feel that way at the end. Yeah, you know, I think it, it's no matter the distance that you're talking about or possibly a workout, like it's totally normal to go through different phases where you don't feel as good. So I've ran so many mile races in my life where uh, the first quarter mile felt way too fast, right? And I was worried, am I going to blow up? And I end up still running pretty good. Or the, I feel really awful on the third quarter, um, which on the indoor track is laps um, five and six. And then surprisingly felt amazing for the last quarter. So, you know, there's those doubts creep in, like, am I going to be able to finish strong? Um, but I think that, you know, the longer you do this, the more experience you get, you just learn to kind of like know that that's sort of normal, I guess. And then to trust in your self trust in like what your strengths are as a runner and like figuring out like no you know what i'm still gonna have that strong finish or i'm still gonna be um Mm -hmm. just locked and dialed into this pace i'm not gonna allow myself to slow down whatever it is to help you um you know those mantras to get over that negative hurdle i think that's really the key um so yeah this is definitely a fun topic i think that you know it starts with just like how do you overcome a little comments the, the little negative voices in your head mm-hmm. on like those easy run days. I think it starts there and then it slowly kind of works into like the, your workouts and then races. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of that sometimes will stem from like these limiting beliefs. So kind of getting into the second point of limiting beliefs. And I think some people maybe like with your background, how you started running like in middle school and stuff maybe people were always kind of putting that bug in your ear that you were going to be like a prodigy runner and so maybe you didn't really experience that till later in your running career but I know for me when I first started running there was so many limiting beliefs right because I didn't have a background running um there was just a lot of like oh you know like you won't be able to do that you can't do this blah 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 Um, And the story that you tell yourself, I think, is really important. And even the story that other people are telling you, right? So if you're surrounded by people who are telling you, like, you're not going to be able to do something, that can have an impact on how you view yourself. And I think it's really um, easy to slip into those traps. And I know so many It's actually funny. On Instagram the other day, we did this question, and it said, do you think that easy running works for other people but not for you? 60% 60% of people said that it works for other people, but not for them. Wow. And physiologically, I mean, it's like the rules apply to everyone, right? And so it's just funny that people believe something about themselves. Like they think that something's not going to work for them or they think like their body's different or they think something is maybe wrong, like quote unquote wrong with them. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, I can't blame people for thinking that way. I'm guessing that the majority of people that, click that one would are probably not super experienced when it comes to like racing um or maybe they just haven't you know trained super consistently so i think it takes years and years of like uh getting your body like used to the polarized training method until you kind of buy into it but um yeah the i will the limiting beliefs um it starts with kind of like the daily how you feel about your runs daily so like those examples about like well i'm never gonna be able to hit these paces because i felt this awful on the warm-up so i should just like you know, scrap the idea or just settle for this pace instead. And so like, the, you know, the, the more you listen to that voice, I think that kind of, that sort of puts you on the path to like doubting your long-term beliefs mm-hmm. about yourself as a runner. And so it can kind of hold you back in that way. Um, so figuring out ways to just look for um, key takeaways, like, oh, I did this well today on my run. And this is actually going to be a valuable like skill going forward. Right. And I think it's really important to also dive into like the things that you're 
saying to yourself, right? So for a really long time, I would put limiting beliefs on myself and my performance. So I would be like, oh, you know, I'm better at speed. I'm not as good at long distance or Mm -hmm. some variation of that. Um, Even in college, like when I joined the cross country team and my coach, um, like he, I remember one, one day he like showed me the time that I could run in a 5k over like the whole season of indoor outdoor track. Um, and he wanted me to start, you know, this first race, he thought I could do it. And I was like, there's no way I can run that pace for 5k. Um, and like I failed to do it. I kept running the same time and I started like telling people, oh yeah, like I always run the same time in the 5k. And so even though that was a fact, like I was running the same time in the 5k, just saying that out loud and like telling people that it's like, that's the story that my brain was like being programmed. Like I always run the same time in the 5k. And so I was always running the same time. And I just had this, like, I don't know, like I limited myself because I kept saying that I kept assuming that I was going to like quote unquote blow up and all this stuff. And I thought like I peaked and there's no way I could ever run the time you wrote down, which is funny because now years later I'm like, what three or four minutes faster mm-hmm. than that time um but it just goes to show you like what you think and what you say about yourself does impact um like how your body is able to perform and the ironic thing I got so frustrated that during like the outdoor season I was like no you know what I I'm made for short distance stuff like I had somehow like I had this belief that I could do a mile very fast like I was like I know that I could like if I could just do a mile like I know I can run like under six and I was like just dead set on it and I knew there was like no doubt in my mind I don't know why but it's like when you have these beliefs you're able to execute and I just remember like the coach was shocked at how much better at the short stuff I was able to become versus like my 5k times and a lot of that I think had to do with I was like I believed that I could do it and so in workouts like I really pushed myself and like on race day I was willing to go to that next level mentally because I knew that I could whereas in the 5k I would just like check out and be like oh it's happening again you know what I mean so there is something to be said about that mental aspect of training that's definitely present yeah I was kind of the same way too coming out of college you know so many years of running shorter races, the one mile, and, you know, thinking about cross country being the longest I prefer to do, which was five, five, right around five miles for, for men. Um, you know, when I started thinking about running like 10 K or even like the half marathon, I just told myself like, I'm not, I'm not a half marathoner, like I'm more of a 5k runner, you know? And, um, you know, to this day, I guess my half PR, if, if you look at like the last 5k of that race, I averaged 15 seconds per mile faster than what the whole, um, pace was. So, you know, I think that that's proof there that like I could have a lot more potential in the event if I was willing to just like put in the work and train consistently for it. Um, so that's kind of the limiting belief I set for myself was like, oh, I'm never going to run this time and a half because it's just requires it. And mainly it was because I didn't have the experience. Right. right. Like I didn't I didn't trust like the I just wasn't patient, I guess, to right. put in the work over time and to kind of like wait. And I think that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of the reasons why we don't a lot of adults may never reach their BQ or they might never like really reach their full potential in those long races is because it, you have to stay so patient and you have to be willing to settle for just like a one minute PR or a five minute PR in your marathon and like small incremental steps. That's really the key getting to the next level. Right. I think it's not enough just to be like, okay, for this season, you know, yeah, I believe, I believe I can do this, but it's like, it's more long-term than that. Right. So it's like this long-term belief that you can really achieve your goals if you put your mind to it and there's not gonna be like this overnight like success story and that it is gonna really require 
hard work but if you're willing to like push through and rise that occasion that you can achieve like whatever you set your mind to it's not yeah because sometimes I think people have like this false confidence they'll be like yeah I'm I'm gonna do this and and they aren't really willing to like be patient enough to like see it through to the end um so I think there is something we said about yes believe in yourself but also just believe that no matter what happens like no matter how long it takes you can get there so maybe it doesn't happen on the first try or maybe you know you fail a couple workouts or you bomb a race but you can still get there and having that belief that no matter what happens during the process that you can still eventually reach your end goal that's really what that means to like believe in yourself and your abilities intrinsically outside of any sort of time frame or you know like one one goal race sort of thing Mm -hmm. and I think you know kind of heading into the third part here the doing the hard things that's that's something that um, if you get comfortable doing that in workouts I think you're not only developing like your um, you know mental toughness but you're you're getting um, practice at showing you know being faced with adversity pushing through things when they get hard and so you know you figure out like what are my strengths here oh my strengths are I'm gonna run just super even and consistent or my strengths are I can run negative splits Mm. or I can run the fast one or the last one the fastest that sort of thing and so you take that and you apply it to your race and you you know you kind of come up with like different strategies throughout the races and the distances that you're experiencing and I think that, um, yeah, so doing the hard things is really the key in in not only overcoming the other things we've talked about, overcoming limiting your beliefs, overcoming the negative thoughts, but just like becoming the best version of yourself and helping you reach your potential as as a runner. Right, yeah, doing the hard thing. That whole like mental training, like making sure that you're challenging yourself. I think so often as athletes, we can get into like this comfort zone. It's like a discomfort comfort zone, right? So it's like, oh, you know, I always do this sort of training. I always do 20 mile long runs. I always run marathon pace for my long runs. I always do these certain things. Um, and sometimes when people will come and we like challenge their, their training or we challenge like we want to present a new challenge, a new stimuli to them. It can be really scary to go from, oh, like you're telling me I shouldn't run 20 miles at marathon pace before the race. It's like, no, we're going to do some 20 milers slower. And then we're going to do some workouts within long runs and just being comfortable with doing something that's outside of your comfort zone is huge. And so that might not even start with running. These are things that you can do in your day-to-day life, right? Um, just little things like anything that challenges you, right? And some of this is like controversial because I think we live in an era where we're so used to like being so comfortable all the time and we're always trying to do like the least amount of work to get like the most gains, right? Mm -hmm. But in reality, if you're getting used to doing like the harder thing over time, that can make you mentally tougher. Um, So don't like... If it's raining, right, and you don't like the rain, I'm one of those people where I hate the rain. I just, no matter how many times you run in it, I do not like running in it. And so if it is, you know, just raining and I have a workout on the schedule, it's about, like, getting out there and doing it. And it's not, you know, saying, oh, you know, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to move it. Because, yes, of course you can move it. But, like, why are you moving it, right? Are you trying to make it mentally easier for yourself? Because you're not going to get as much of a benefit, right? And sometimes in the winter when I'm training for just nothing, right? It'll be really cold here and 
I'll be like, oh, I should just go on the treadmill. It's easier, right? But sometimes you don't need the easier thing. Sometimes you need the challenge. You need to do something outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes that's going to look different, right? So it doesn't even have to be weather related. It could be maybe you're used to doing the same workouts over and over and it's about introducing a new type of workout or maybe like you, you love to run with other people. Like that could be, I'm going to run by myself, right? Or let's say it's the opposite. Let's say I'm someone who doesn't really like to run with people. So running with people would maybe be outside of my comfort zone. It would be a challenge. So it's always about trying to challenge yourself as an individual and that in and of itself will produce personal growth. Yeah, it makes you more adaptable. And, um, you know, so then when you're faced with these factors, like that you're not really, um, you know, they're not like preferential to you, like the weather or whatever, I think they just become, they have less of an impact then because you're kind of used to putting yourself in different situations. Um, So you're used to like overcoming the negative thoughts, um, you know, figuring out like how to kind of keep yourself calm, relaxed, trusting that you can still perform. And I think that's really what this is about is, is having that confidence going into your race, um, you know, maybe maybe it's the course elevation is, is the, the challenging factor for you, but knowing that you train on hills and that you're gonna be comfortable, um, you know, or maybe it's the heat or the cold, you know, those factors. And so I think the more you, you know, you put yourself in these situations, you do the hard things, you're gonna come away with a lot of like, a lot of good and makes you just, I think, um, it gives you clarity as well with like how you approach other situations. Yeah, and I know a challenge that kind of became popular a couple of years ago mm-hmm. was at like 75 hard. Um, and I had a few athletes that did it and it's very controversial. It's like, I don't even really like bringing it up, but I do think it is interesting, not necessarily from like a physical standpoint, what happens to people, but from a mental standpoint, what happens to people, right? So this challenge is basically 75 days straight of no alcohol, like, you have to follow like a nutritional plan sort of diet um it's like two workouts a day that are 45 minutes so one of them can be like walking right um one of them has to be outside you always have to be outside for one of the workouts uh you have to read 10 pages of like a personal development book every day and i feel like i just included everything but one of my athletes had just finished that before Chicago last year and Chicago was like going to be an 80 degree day. Right. And she, I just knew like her mental game was on point on like this next level, you know, and physically, yeah, I knew she wasn't like in as good of shape as she was for her PR day a couple years prior. But I was like, she's just has this like gamer mindset. Like she is so ready for this and she ran so fast um, compared to like what the conditions were. I mean, it's just crazy. She was only like 90 seconds off of her PR um, in, on an 80 degree day. And it just, I don't know, a lot of me knew that she was going to run really well that day just because her mental game was like so on point. Um, and that, I mean, it really gave her an extra edge, I think, just because she had like, she had a battle all of those negative thoughts during that challenge of like oh just take take it easy take rest day like go easy on yourself because we do live in a culture where it's like that is kind of the messaging um whereas sometimes like that self-discipline and really being like laser focused on something actually is really helpful when you're building that mental toughness mindset yeah it's um it's definitely interesting you know if i wonder if like 
everyone was required to do that sort of challenge, <laughs> just like what kind of a world we live in, you know, because right. I think it just makes you strive for the best version of yourself. Um, you know, just kind of like not settling, I guess, is what it teaches you, you know, and, you know, there, there's always things we are going to have to do that we yeah. necessarily don't want to do, right? Like a lot of people have to go go work long hours or whatever, or like deal with uh, really challenging times, like with their family or taking care of like sick kids, you know, stuff like that that's really hard or like... Maybe you are in charge of like planning the meals for your family and you just aren't, you don't like cooking at all or what whatnot. <laughs> and so just like, how are you, how are you um, coming to, you know, how, what's your approach to overcoming this and getting through it? And I think that that's, you know, that's why a lot of us run in the first place is to um, have things that transfer over in other areas of our life. And it, it teaches us to be um, grateful for not only being physically healthy, but, um, like the lessons that we learn from running and overcoming um, challenges. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are drawn to running because they know what makes them a better person and it creates this like mental toughness and it gives them like this character building opportunity. But what happens to a lot of people, myself included, is a few years into your running, you reach like a comfort zone of running and you're just kind of like falling back into those old habits of like not pushing yourself, not going the extra uh, mile not like giving yourself that extra edge and that extra push and so that's why I think the mental training when you sharpen that blade can really give you that next um, level within your running and just remembering like why you're doing it right so it's not about like oh I'm so hardcore like running in the cold or like I did my workout in the rain it's more about like just character development and like doing hard things and showing yourself like you can do hard things. And I think a lot of that can translate over into your life, right? So if you start the day by doing something that's uncomfortable and you're battling all these negative thoughts, it can be really easy when you're in a work environment to just like bring that back and be like, oh, I just did this this morning, super easy. Um, I can, you know, do hard things at work. And sometimes that can lead to like promotions and more growth and all of those things. So it's all tied together, um, just being a better person and working on mental toughness. I think it's always something that we can work on as humans. So I hope that everyone really enjoyed this. And if you are looking for a coach to maybe help you in this process, help you become more challenged with your running again because I know sometimes you can get stagnant in this comfort zone with your training and working with a coach to really push you outside of your comfort zone can be huge and it can really go a long way in your mental training and building that mental toughness. So if that's something you're interested in, you can fill out the form at www.runforprs.com and we can start a seven day trial for free. Again, that's www.runforprs.com and we can get started on a free seven day trial. So thanks for tuning in.